you can't you can't be Scott Storm. I am I am Scott Storm. Well then I need a last name. Did you do it? Aaron Anvil. <laughs> we can just be Scott and Aaron for right now. Hi, Musketeers. This is your friend Jimmy Dodd speaking. From the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California. The happiest place on earth. Hi, Musketeers. Yes, it's Disneyland. The happiest place on earth. Have you thought about a visit to Disneyland during your vacation? Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every day. The happiest place on More earth. More fun at Disneyland. Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. You need. We need a show title. Uh, loose time. Loose topics <laughs> is not the name of this show. That's a very different. It's uh, a very different it's very experience. Very different. All right. So um, you're going to say, welcome to, and then whatever the name of the show is. Well, right now we're going to say, going again. Okay. Hey, everyone. Uh, Congolution, welcome to the first episode of the E-Ticketeers. The- what is that word you're saying, Congolution? Congolution? Yeah, what is that? Oh, man, that's a... Am I sounding dumb right now because well, I don't know what no. that word I means? I mean, if we're doing a Disney podcast, I've, I've just thrown out some Disney... Dis- is it a Disney podcast or a Disneyland podcast? Oh, boy, so that's a good... That's a really good okay, distinction. Okay, what does Congolution mean first? Congolution is the greeting from uh, the Adventurers Club in... Uh, Walt Disney World. Oh, well, that makes sense. And I'm right. I'm representing the California side of this relationship. Sure. You're you're representing the Florida side oh, I'd say of this general Disney love. If you want to limit okay. yours, that's fine. Yeah, I do. I'd like to limit mine like to California to limit- because right, I so have no Florida. I won't say Congolouche. How's that sound? I will say I've um, already pegged this podcast as more of a Florida thing, and I'm, I like, I'm, I'm uncomfortable I mean, it with that. It's a general like Disney thing. Well, right, I better right? do something from the tea room. Here we go. That's not a thing in, in Trader Sam's. There isn't the Congolouche in Trader Sam's. Yeah, I've only uh, eaten there once since it was Crocs Bits and Bites, which was a superior restaurant. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Uh, I am. Uh, my name is Scott, and I'm uh, joined with my co-host Aaron. Yeah, uh, actually, my name's Aaron, and I'm joined with my co-host Scott. Aaron and I have lots of conversations at work about Disney. Why not record them and, and let the world listen in? Absolutely. Even though when we talk about them in the hallway, most people roll their eyes at us and keep walking. I figure let's get some microphones and let some people listen into you know our thoughts on Disneyland. I feel like we've started a lot of conversations, we've had a lot of conversations, and then after that, gone. You know what? We should have just should recorded, recorded that. that. Yeah, and now so, we are. So for you lucky it. listeners to this show, because we know there are not. Any uh, podcast about yeah. Disney, Disneyland, or Disney? I hope culture. there's some kind of category we can get into. It'd be that, really exciting. It would just like uh, what sports and entertainment. Yeah, perhaps? I think we should yeah. because of the ESPN connection. It all makes we, sense. We've really cornered this amazing niche that nobody else seems to have recorded. Uh, be the number recorded. one number one Disneyland podcast with a bullet. With what does that mean? I think it means that you're doing it really well. Oh, cool. <laughs> that or you're yeah, killing, you know all sorts of jargon I don't know. Killing the competition. Tell me a little bit about yourself and why you're qualified to speak, That's Scott, really the good. co-host. Why are you qualified to have a Disneyland podcast? That's a very good question, <laughs> Other than that you own two microphones. I own two microphones, and uh, I've had a desire to do... And you've borrowed do... two cables. Yeah, that's good enough, right? Is, I mean, that that's, is, I call that startup cost. That is, yep. Uh, let's see. So, uh, you know, Disney, I think probably for most people listening to the show, uh, we have a love of Disney. Disney's somewhat in our blood. Uh, for me, I've been a, a Disney, I've been a Disney geek from a wee little boy when I was born in Southern California and uh, went to Disneyland before I could actually remember. Well, I don't think I know you were born in Southern California. I was, but oh. I grew up uh, in the Midwest. So uh, my my memories of Disneyland as a, as a wee, wee lass, yeah. which I realized is the wrong word, but never, whatever. Yeah. No, you no, know, no, it's good. We're going to keep going. Uh, I decided to, <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> so uh, my memories of Disneyland. Uh, at the, uh, you, early, when when my, you were born, were you born close to the park? Like yeah, Southern yeah, Ca- like I, I was born in Fullerton. Oh, wow. Lived in Placentia. Yeah. And so uh, actually like my earliest memory, truly my earliest memory is being in the park yeah. and being uh, on the Fantasyland side of uh, Sleeping Beauty's Castle, almost at Cinderella, showing my Disney World there. Uh, yeah. Sleeping Beauty Castle and seeing a guy, a uh, custodial guy with a broom sweeping up. Like that's my first in like the, the cobwebs, my vaguest memory, my vaguest memory is of Disneyland. Is of uh, custodial. The unsung heroes of the parks. Yeah. I mean, if you want to know, here's a little inside baseball knowledge. Okay. If you want to know everything there is to know about the parks and all nooks and crannies, yeah. 
you ask a custodial guy. Yeah. Please don't make sports references on the show. One of my podcasting friends and long term uh, who's listened to my shows and I listen to his show is a guy named Woodrow Lynn Barron. I think I can say his whole name, Woodrow. And he runs the Sweep Spot, the Disneyland Sweep Spot. He was in custodial Disneyland. He has a million episodes. Uh, you can look up his podcast, The Sweep Spot. Lots of insider knowledge. That's he awesome. has actual people that work in the park on and uh, knows a lot, whereas I don't know a lot. But uh, great guy. And he was in custodial. That was his thing. Again, they're the unsung heroes of the park. I feel like they're just the heroes of the park now. I feel like they're not unsung. Well, we have sung them. We've sung point. them a yes. little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, and then just not only just having a passing, you know, fandom of Disney, I actually was a cast member for about wow, five years. I was. I was a. I was a cast member at uh, Walt Disney World yeah, for about five years. slipped your mind years. there for a second. What's that well, other park was, called? <laughs> the name of that park that Walt never stepped foot in? I'm what just, was that one called? Yeah, I'm just making up this story as I go yeah, along, so actually. No, I, I, I paused because, uh, if truth be told, my earliest Disney uh, employment was, was with the Disney store. In, really? Yeah. In, Where? Uh, in, well, Ann Arbor, Michigan. And also in, I can't remember the name of the mall at this point, uh, another mall in okay. Michigan. That mall in Ann Arbor. So you have way more Disneyland name tags than I have. Are you allowed to keep those when you leave? The I do. I have a collection of Disneyland of, name of tags. Of your cast member name tags that say, Scott, that you did not buy on eBay. You would like uh, my first parks name tag said Scott, and you could choose wherever you wanted to come from, you know, where you're. And yours was placenta. Uh, not placenta. <laughs> I thought you said you Although were born. Although we all came from Placenta, I suppose. <laughs> and you came from Placentia. <laughs> yes, I came from Placentia. But uh, no, my, I think the, if I remember correctly, I think the first one said Alderaan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was either Alderaan or, yeah, I think it was Alderaan. Yeah. So Interesting. I didn't can, know that they would have let you. Uh... You could choose. You could choose. So that's my, that's my, what, that's my uh, Disney in a nutshell. Again, uh yeah. Disney, store, Disney store leads to you being you're a cast member and you do or don't say what you did at the park. It's been long enough. I'm fine with saying it. I got I got hired in as an attractions host at the then Disney MGM Studios, yeah. which is now, of course, known as Disney Hollywood Studios yeah, yeah. Uh, at the great movie ride, which is now called Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Oh, so man, yeah. my entire history has been shot for the most part. But I did that for a little while. And then I got auditioned for the entertainment department. I got hired by the entertainment department to do. Uh, parades, shows, and sets, and I uh, moved over to Magic Kingdom, which became my home park. Yeah. And then uh, did those things all over, just all over the world. Yeah. Uh, Disney World, not yeah. the global world. Okay. Yeah. So that's my that's my history. What what do you have any business yeah. doing this other than you've hosted more podcasts than I've I have? hosted a lot of Disneyland podcasts. Same as you. I, I would do, I was not born in Southern California. I was born in Northern California, but my grandparents lived in Southern California in Brea and Moreno Valley, and uh, so Disneyland was a multi, you know, multi times a year, you go down to see the grandparents and you <laughs> want to go to Disneyland. That's what you, you get to do. That was when tickets were like $35. I can remember. Yeah. I can remember actually, uh, I think my parents, uh, my grandparents lived in, must've been Brea or something at the time. I remember opening up her cabinet drawer and seeing the e-ticket book and being like, Oh, you must've bought this. Like we're going to Disneyland today. And she's like, no, we don't, they don't use those anymore. It was when they were just being phased out, yeah. which I think was in 80. Like early 80s. Yeah. Early eighties. She took me to Disneyland a lot. And uh, there's just something about the park that that connected with me uh, just very deeply in terms of a creative, in terms of imagination, in terms of a place that is like, well, when you when you do it right and you and you and you think, what, what should this thing look like and feel like? And you think about all those things as deep as you can. This this approximates what I think that should look like. So I was very into it at a very young age. So when you uh, when you say that, so did you grow up on Disney outside of the parks or did you just grow up? In the parks, uh, pretty much in the parks. Yeah. Like I, I did not. For me, those have always been very separate things. Disney, the company that makes movies and stuff, <coughs> and, uh, and cartoons, and then Disneyland, very separate things. And I like both, but my interest was in Disneyland in that in that real world. Uh, themed experience, like I'm, I'm into that. Like I like the cartoons, but I, I, I don't get, I don't get all excited for, a, for a, like a Disney movie opening. I would get for an attraction opening, like that. That would be a huge deal. I think that's a product of being in California, though, right? Because yeah. like me growing up in Michigan, like I again, I was born in Southern California, but I, I grew up in Michigan. So being in Michigan, your option was maybe you go to Walt Disney World once a year. Uh, for your annual trip, uh, you live vicariously through whatever Disney's offering. Yeah. So, it's, so my my exposure to Disney 
I, I would say was was founded in the parks, but really grew out of just Disney animation, the renaissance of Disney animation yeah, and all, sure. all of those types of things. So when when something and then you and then being that type of kid, you crave anything Disney. So when a place like the Disney store opens up, you're like, well, this is almost like the park. Experience. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, <laughs> this is as close as I can get. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's sort of what, uh, what what kept me going on. And it really wasn't until and I had gone to the parks and things like that growing up because we have a lot of touchstones in California. So I would visit Disneyland every once in a while. And I had only gone to Florida twice in my uh, growing up. And so it wasn't until actually I became like a young adult that I was like, oh, this is a thing that I can go to regularly. Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, and then exactly. It, and then and then, oh, people work here. Yeah. And so that's and sort of you're what gonna work into. there. Yeah. So I grew up uh, that and and uh, just was super into it and uh, went there for my honeymoon. And that, that story will come out what that was like later. Um, but then I uh, I worked at a place and I was uh, working there and I was just brought uh, my kid, my four year old back from uh, California Adventure where she'd ridden Tower of Terror. Uh-huh. <laughs> like like just barely four. And I was super proud. She was uh, four when she yeah. rode Tower of Terror? And I was proud. Like I took her on real young. And yeah, she cried and was like, Daddy, make it stop. And yeah, I was but like, But I made a man out of yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made a real fan out of her and she doesn't want to ever go back. But like she did it and got the t shirt. And there was this guy, uh, you know, overhearing my story and he just kind of turned around in his chair and he was like, I took my kid on at four, but he didn't cry at all. And I was like, who is this guy? I was like, stop trying to upstage me. That guy, that guy's uh, impressive. <laughs> he was. And so uh, then he came over and said, you know, just so you know, I have a Disneyland podcast. So whatever fandom you have, I'm better than you. And I was like, man, this guy is. We call that peacocking. Yeah, he was really yeah. peacocking his yeah. Disneyland podcast. Uh, asked me to be on it, and that's who you met just this week, Jason. That was oh, yeah. that was Jason, Jason, uh, and so him and I were on the Disneyland Mix Pot together in the early days of podcasting. I think it was the number two Disneyland podcast. Then I was on uh, Dole Whips and Dark Rides with with Jason, and then I was on Churros and Villains. Uh, that was the last Disneyland podcast I did. So uh, <laughs> the title of this podcast then really ranking low in terms of uh, catchiness. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's pretty far down there. Yeah, yeah, but that's real okay. far down there. I we don't know what that that title is yet, so maybe it's good. We I don't mean, know. working. T- yeah, I guess working I mean, title we'll, is we'll the f- e ticketeers or the e ticketers. Yeah, what is it? Well, it's it's somebody that takes an electronic ticket. It's like, hey, do you have an electronic ticket? I can take that. I'm an e ticketer. I think if you if you go e ticketer, that's one less e in the title. Yeah, the the double e is what gets you the ticketeer. The e ticketeer, like a exactly. or an imagineer. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I, uh, of course that this was, uh, initially I wanted to come up with a name that was a riff off of the, well, good was the primary goal. The secondary goal was a riff off of the utilidors, but then I remember there are no utilidors in Disneyland. So are all of your reference going to be from Florida. Oh, they're going to be coming hot and heavy. Okay, okay good. Uh, I just want to prepare myself. Yeah, exactly. So if you can't keep up, I'm sorry. I, I cannot I'm, keep up. I'm not going to make apologies yeah. for that. I only started admitting that Florida was a state six, seven months ago. So I it's think, new. Well, I would say that's probably most of America. Okay. <laughs> Willing <laughs> so, to own up to it. Yeah, just kidding. Florida's yeah. I mean, great. I, I lived in Florida. Yeah. Um, and you know, I feel like I should get a pin for that alone. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but, but no, I think the, you know, why is, why is Disneyland awesome? Because it's, it's the, the park that Walt walked in. So, I mean, you will always have that over, Disney World. Yeah. I mean, I'll say it's Disney World is the is the park that Roy walked in. For sure. Until it opened and then he passed away. <laughs> I feel like most of the show's probably at least on the cutting room floor is going to be talking about what the title of this show should be called. <laughs> yeah, but I it did dawn on me. We were talking so you were saying uh the po- podcasters. The podcasters. The Does that sound like a podcast about cows? podcast steers yeah. a show hosted by cows i believe yeah. yes uh i had thrown out uh, the cadaverous palers which yeah. um or pal pal and so i was trying to do a pun there cadaverous palers uh i want to get your live reaction to that because we have not talked about the titles for this show you no. can catch your breath no it's fine okay uh we have not talked about the the titles for the show other than say like yeah that's fine let's just get on behind the mics and start yeah, doing it totally so uh, I want to get your your live reaction, Cadaverous Pallers. Seems like uh, we would rename the show during the during October, November, December to that. Does it feel too on the nose? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It also Cadaverous is also not a like a like a positive. It's definitely not positive. Uh, yeah. But we like the uh, what do they rename the Dapper Dance to? The Cadaver Dance during to the Cadaver Dance, I believe. Yeah, but see, we could do an intro to the show that says "Welcome to the Cadaverous Pallers." Your listing portrays an aura of foreboding. Yeah. 
uh, as if you sense a disquieting metamorphosis or bad podcast episode, one or the other. <laughs> this is going to yeah. have to be a contest on the show who can do a script yeah. from memory. I like that. Or yes, it'll be like who can do a full script from memory yeah. or I'm going to do one line. You do the follow up line. Yeah, that, that would be better. And just see how deep we yep. can get into it. All right. All right. Well, we'll figure out a show note title eventually. So, um, again, a point of historical reference, we're recording this right in the middle of the COVID-19 coronavirus scare. Yeah. What so, was that all about? Seemed like the COVID-19, everyone. <laughs> it seemed like the country went crazy. If you're listening to this in the future and we're all still alive. If you have somehow recovered, uh, and uh, we'll say an iPod, yeah. right? An iPod, yeah. that is. Uh, an iPod. Remember when the iPhone shuffled? 11 came out? That was crazy. That was crazy. But let's say you've, record, you've recovered some sort of... Uh, digital recording uh, playback device and there's one podcast on here and you're unsure of what it is because we don't even know what the title of this thing is. Totally. Now you're listening. You're like, Hey, what is this COVID-19 thing? Oh yeah. What is it? What happened? Well, I'll tell you, Aaron, yeah, please. as you well know, I'm freaking out. Uh, it is a viral infection that's sweeping the nation. Oh. Not unlike the dab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> there was those two things. If you remember anything, there that's was right. a dab so definitely, definitely, and then an infectious virus. That's right. Are all viruses infectious? Yeah, and it's so, uh, I think this is actually a first. This is a first. We are starting a Disneyland podcast when Disneyland is Close. not open or yes. will will not be open very soon. So, it's a great time to start a Disneyland saga. It's like buying low in the stock market. It may be the best time to start. Yeah. Again, going back to the earlier thought of being hungry in Michigan and then getting the Disney store, yeah. maybe for people who are listening to this, they're hungry to attend Disneyland. So. And then what do you know? A new Disneyland podcast. It's like, great. Yeah, we can't go to the park. This so. is striking while the oil is hot. So, yeah, so that leads us is into that the a right show. Phrase? Striking while the oil is hot? That no, it's iron. Right. Striking while iron. the iron is and hot. And then striking oil. Yeah, you would strike oil and then you'd be like, woohoo! That's right. Well, so, we really struck while the iron's hot and we started digging that oil well. <laughs> really struck that struck that iron for the door for the oil. It's a pretty serious thing that the park is closed, though. This has only happened, I think, in my lifetime when November, uh, September eleventh? I think September eleventh. I was one. uh I was actually working at not to make a Florida reference, working at Florida uh when September eleventh hit. So I assume the Disneyland closed, right? I think it did, or, or yeah. We probably, again, this is something that we really should have done research for. I don't do research record. for podcasts. I'm just sort of like, you're like us, you're listening, you don't remember either. It's we off all, the dome. Have a conversation with yeah, us, listener. Yeah, we, we think it did. There's a lot of people listening and be like, oh my gosh, how could you not know this? But I don't. I, I, I have a job, and it, we, I never forgot, but I also, there are details I forgot. Listen, we've taken the time to provide audio content for you. You do the thinking. You do the thinking. And this is, how, this is how we can encourage audience interaction. Please correct us if any I of our facts are wrong. It. But what I can tell you is that the park's not closed now, but it is closing Monday or... And I think that applies to all parks. I, I read, think so, yeah. Yeah, all parks like worldwide are closed, which of course, you know... Um, yeah, and that's going to hit Universal Studios. Probably at some point, all theme parks in the United States will be closed. So I'm going to... Here we go. We're going to have a point of contention right now. Maybe contention or just at the very least a point of discussion. Like, is this an overreaction? Do, do you think that this is overreacting to close this? Uh... I'm really putting you on the hot seat. Yeah, I know, because yeah. it's, it's a hot topic. Also, you, who are you voting for in this election? Right, and you're also, uh, you uh, outclass me in the thinking of this particular thing, because I'm like a, I think about things like an eight-year-old kid, where I... I desire to think of things like an eight-year-old kid. So, for me, I think that there is a, uh, there's a cultural boundary that yeah. Disney ha that is bound to, right? Whether or not Disney thinks it's an overreaction or not, whether or not, uh, you know, Iger wasn't charged. Boy, that uh, Ch that Chapek really. Well, he really inherited a yeah, great really, company right now, right? And you want to run Disney? He's like, yes, please. <laughs> My first action is to close all of the yeah, parks. Yeah. We're uh, we're not going to do that for a little while. That's right. That's right. We're so, going to work on our consumer products instead. I think there becomes a thing where, where there's a cultural boundary of what of of the way that the the world is thinking and the way that the United States is thinking, which is where we're currently at. And to some degree, that's set by us. It's set by the media, it's set by conversations at work and at home. It, there's this cultural boundary of what's sort of accepted. And whether or not that's crazy or not, that's out of my hands. It's out, yeah, out of Disney's hands. It's yes. out of any organization's hands. We've sort of decided as a culture in 2020 
that we're going to react to this thing. Not in like the dab. This is how we've reacted to the dab. We're going to say we can't do it at school, but you can do it walking home from school. But we're all still going to dab. We've just we've just decided that. So I think this boundary gets set. And I think within that boundary, there's stuff that's real. There's stuff that's fake. There's there's real legitimate concerns. And those are getting hidden and stuff. And so a company like Disney uh, has to say, like, what is you know, what does it look like within this cultural boundary of people should not be very close together for long periods of time where there's a lot of hard surfaces? Uh, uh, Disneyland sort of checks all those boxes. People close together, yep. Long periods of time from all sorts of diverse places. Licking uh, railings, yes. <laughs> check. Yeah, yeah, if you've ever stood next to like a five year old in any dark just, line, they oh, just touch and lick everything. Just gumming up the, the Dumbo chains <laughs> yeah, while they're waiting. Right. So you look at that and you think like it would it, at some point it would seem. Uh, like they were trying to make a political statement by staying open, even if it's the right thing to yeah, do. It's right. almost like saying, like, nah, we're going to stay open. I think you're right. I mean, that, that and it looks very money hungry at that point, even when it's not, even when it's totally reasonable to stay open. The narrative that's right on the back door of that is eh, they're just scared of losing money. They don't care about yeah. us. And, and I think that there is, you know, whether you want to call it corporate responsibility or at least just having your finger on the pulse of the current <laughs> culture, like, there is that level of PR uh, yeah. status of saying, hey, look, we recognize that if we keep our doors open, we are inviting the public and therefore creating an environment where this virus could can spread throughout the community. Yeah. So we're going to be responsible by saying, hey, there are some things that are more important than experiencing Disneyland. So we're going to or, you know, all the Disney parks. So we're going to close down. I think I think you're right. I think your point about the whole the whole um, point of culture and we can debate left and right whether or not that point of culture is valid or invalid. The fact of the matter is that it's here. And so how do you respond to it? And I think, I think the best organizations are doing, are responding to it in a way that is reasonable and responsible at the same time. Uh, And some of that has to lean into what are the expectations of the community that you're there? I mean, is, is the community expecting you to shut down again, to sort of take a stance of saying, we recognize that this is important and this is more important than our bottom line. Yeah. So I think, I don't know, it would be hard, very hard to say if I think it's an overreaction. It it probably is, but it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's an overreaction because uh, the, there's so many bad narratives at their doorstep if they stay open Absolutely. from the money one from anybody says it originated there. I mean, they've, they've Disneyland's had several cases of, I don't know what, what the it measles. was. Remember the measles, measles yeah. was like a huge, it was a huge issue. Yeah. The last year, year and a half too, they've been some measles things and then they have to be like, it's cool. We, we wiped down all the hand railings. We, we totally promise. And people are like, Oh my gosh, we don't care. Are the line's shorter? I don't care. You know? Yeah, exactly. You mean, you which mean is, I can get on, uh, yeah, which I can is, get rise of the resistance. Which now? is like, okay. that is, that is the power of Disney and the, and the power of Disneyland. My family is they could be like, literally there are, uh, there is this low grade zombie toxin in there that if you inhale it, uh, you probably will be zombified yes. immediately. And my family would be like, so are the lines short? Right. Like, so we- what's the wait time for Matterhorn <laughs> exactly. right now? Exactly. Like, right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. we're going, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. You, 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 uh, Accept a lot when you're going to a trip to Disneyland. And I agree. It's like, okay, well, yes, but what does this mean for me? Right. How quickly can I get on uh, radiator Springs racers? Yeah, this is great. I, I, yes, I recognize I'm running the risk of a deadly pandemic. Right. And yet I got to get me some Sally and lightning. I really, really, really want to ride that ride. And if there's any chance that I get a re-ride where it's the one time in Disney history, they're like, you know what? Go again. Go for (laughs) it. I want that story. Absolutely. But here's the thing at Disney, at at Disney and Disneyland is that, that uh, if you own a, like a local, let's just say you own like a local donut shop and you decide to close. That's one thing. When you own Disneyland, DCA and, and the, the entire economy of a, a region, right. definitely a city, probably a, a mega region is affected by what you do there from um, from contract employees to hourly employees to hotel employees to when that's just such a I cannot comprehend. I think it, it must be a, a massive decision, but also a simple one at the same time, because you're dealing with the is there any way we can stay open? And it's like right. we really can't. Right. So so all the other things become acceptable. Now we have to deal with hourly employees contract. Like, how is all this stuff going to work out? But it does. That's a the decision that dominoes into every part of the world well, and the ripple effects too. I mean, that's even the word I wanted to use ripple effect. I use dominoed, but ripples good. I think they both meet. I mean, we're, we're talking effectively the same thing. Okay, right? cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we're talking about ramifications yes. of a major decision like yep. this. 
And they don't just stop at the, you know, the park gates either. I mean, you think about like all the, like I think you were touching on, like all the business around Catella and Harbor and everything, like where the entire economy of Anaheim is ostensibly based on the success or failure of Disney and maybe to a lesser extent, Knott's Berry Farms, but let's really just stay with Disneyland. Sure. Um, You know, I mean, what's, what's going to happen? Like medieval times. Yeah, I mean, or the Movie Land Wax Museum, which <laughs> yeah, they're uh, all enough for, they're, all connected, they're some all connected in some way. Movie Land Wax Museum, uh, you know, I mean, not to tangentialize this too much, but uh, boy, that I feel like that's a that's a two hour podcast for another time. Did you ever experience that? Uh, are we talking about the one off Sunset, more towards West Hollywood? Towards uh, no, no, no. Uh, it is off of. Oh, is it Harbor Boulevard? I think it's Harbor Boulevard. Across the street from Medieval Times. Oh, okay. And the uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum uh, yeah. over there. Nope. Nope. Never been to Medieval Times, never been... Have you ever been to a Medieval Times? No. Man. We can make this podcast worth if you want. I've never been to Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, I've only been to Knott's Berry Farm once, and it was for Knott's Scary Farm. Okay, I hear they have good fried chicken at a restaurant that's attached to it. I'm willing to experience it. I mean, I'm willing to do a research trip to Knott's Berry Farm um, at some on point. Some, but I, on some fried chicken. <laughs> yeah, and on some fried chicken. I've if Listen, being two guys who are not in the you know Anaheim, Orange County area... We're not far like, away, but we're not there. Right. But I, but my point is, is that like, if you're going to make the effort to go to the Anaheim La Mirada area yeah. and you stop at Knott's Berry Farms yeah. or you spend a day at Knott's Berry Farm, it better be because you're getting in for $15 yeah. because I don't care. Like, why, why would you do that? Just go, just go to Disneyland. That's what you're, th- you're there. Just go to Disneyland at that point. We're going, I mean, we've, we've had a Knott's Berry Farm trip kind of in our minds planned and, uh, I don't know. We'll get into the reasons that we'll do a Knott's Berry Farm episode, what that means, how it relates to the history of Disneyland. Cause it has a connection to that, but we're going to keep talking about COVID because everybody is, and I don't want to be left alone. Uh, There's living a that COVID-19 lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> 20 lifestyle. That's right, that's oh no, right. COVID-19. COVID, it's too yeah. bad it didn't hit in 19. That uh, virus needs it's better. It's too bad they just name it COVID-20. <laughs> yeah. It would have made everybody understand. Who's branding this thing? This is really, this is terrible, terrible, it terrible is. marketing. My shirt's going to be super confusing. They're going to be like. Oh yeah, I remember when that happened in 2019. You're like, <laughs> like no, no, it happened in 2020. Don't you remember? Terrible. Yeah. Anyway, so Stupidly with that COVID-19 lifestyle, yes. you go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so it's a big deal when they shut it down. Yes. We're going to move into our next show note, which is you save up six grand. Yes. You get to Disneyland somehow. Let's say you uh, you drive there, fly there, whatever. You check into your hotel. You're like, we're not going to go to Disneyland the first day. We need a travel day. Right. So we're, we, we're, we're, you know, we have one day and then we're going to go uh, the next day after that. But then you hear that first night that you arrive. Like there may be a shutdown. That in two days, the day, your first day you're planning to go, there's, there's no, there's, you, you're not going to be able to go. What happens at the Scott Storm? Is that your last name? We don't have to talk about that right uh, okay. now. <laughs> Scott Storm. Scott Storm. <laughs> it's a great. It's great because it's, it's a great name. It it's a great name. It feels like it's a. It's like a comic book name. Yeah. Uh, it's a, could be for what, a meteorologist. What, what, yeah, for sure. And it's definitely what, a good podcast. What name. would Scott Storm's uh, the, the Storm family? What would the Storm family do? No. Oh, what, what, would the, Scott, what would the superpower be of Scott Storm? I it mean, can't I, be weather related because that's too, too like nose, it's too right? obvious. I think maybe just uh, I don't know, just some sort of like just uh, undefined power of some sort, like maybe being able to. I'm thinking like just like your belly can just expand like really big and it pushes people out of the way. And they're like, wow, you really stormed in here. I have never, ever wanted uh, my belly to be able to expand. You can bring it back. (laughs) It just goes out. I work work really. Like one of those balls you sat on as a kid and bounced up and down, then it comes back. And they're like, wow, he really budged in here. And then you're like, do you mean stormed in here? What if I could just create uh, tremors? Okay, uh, right. Like, yeah. yeah, just create like many earthquakes. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's totally just, inappropriate. We're in California. Basically, just make people you? stand on on unstable ground. Unlike COVID nineteen, earthquakes are a real thing that affect people. Well, you want you you box me into this corner did, with this I question. I did. So, so anyway, the so Storm the family is is has arrived at Disneyland. Yes. You're staying at the hotel of your, in this fantasy story of nightmarish proportions. Right. What what hotel have you picked? Uh, I'm a big fan of the Spring Hill Suites uh, on Harbor and Catella. Okay. Yeah. So you're there. Yeah, I'm there. I'm getting my free breakfast. Your kids have never been to Disneyland They've before. Never been there before. They're so excited. They're down at the Waffle Bar. They can't believe it. There's like a little Mickey statue next to the Very Waffle excited. Bar. They and got that. their they got their lanyard with their pins. Yeah, they've never been in the park, but they've got some pins because yeah. it came with the lanyard that they bought uh, at the store. Right, because I'm a good parent and yeah. I've supplied a lanyard and pins in right. advance of going. So to they the can park. start trading right exactly. away. Exactly. And then you tell them. And then, I, hey, kids, FYI, <laughs> just a quick tip, just a passing comment. Disneyland's closed today. <laughs> 
All day, and, baby. And we, yep, all day. And it will be closed tomorrow and the next day and for the rest of our vacation. I feel like, speaking of vacation, this is a perfect example of in National Lampoon's vacation. Like, yeah. sorry, folks, the moose outside should have told you the park's closed. Moose out front should have told you. That's right, yeah. Yeah. That's, I do feel like you are in that type of scenario at that point. Yeah, and so what do you do? What, what, what does the Storm family do? Man, uh, I mean, at that point, you've expended the energy and the cost of going, right? Yeah. And you figure if Disneyland is closed. You think people closed, are getting any of that back? Do you think the hotels are like, yeah, that's just, but I mean, we gave you a room. I can't imagine. I mean, that, I, you would think, one would think that good customer service would dictate some sort of like. Voucher uh, for a trip in the future. Uh, yeah, some sort of like make good. Yeah. But at the same time, if you were there and you're not leaving and you're just spending your next, let's call it four days. Like, yeah. let's say you're spending your four days there. Like, what does the hotel have to do with it? The hotel can't guarantee that Disneyland's open. Right. It'd be one thing if the Dis- if the hotel is saying, we got to close down, yeah. we'll do a make good, we got to send you home. But if the hotel is saying, we're staying open, we're sorry that the park's closed, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Have you been to the Wax Museum? Have you been to the Wax it's Museum? It's an all-day affair. And you say, no, it's been closed down for the yeah. past 10 years. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. And they we say, we need to update we these brochures. <laughs> yeah, we need to update the wood, uh, the little wood slats right. with, the, uh, with the zip lining and the uh, trees yeah. and the, yeah. the jet boats. But could we interest you in some whale watching yeah. in Catalina Island instead? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you do. I mean, uh, other than other than just... I, I think you'd be. I think I would be in a state Wait. of shock. Yeah, I mean, you have to do something. This isn't a, situ- a question you get to get out of. You have kids. So both in this story and in real life, you have kids. That's true. What What are you going to do? For purposes of this hypothetical, you have to also assume that Downtown Disney's closed, right? I mean, they just yes. closed. The I believe they're closing resort. the hotels, right? They're trying to get people out of the hotels think, and move them. Yeah. move them along. So, I I, I think. For the Storm family, yeah. we're packing up the minivan and we're heading back north. But that's because we drove down. I mean, right. I, I think I think at some point you just go like, Boy, that's well, a long drive home. It's with a the long kids drive just home. so upset. But you figure, okay, well, Knotts is not going to be Knotts is probably going to be closed. Yeah. You know, Medieval Times ain't running shows, yeah. right? Because uh, they they want to keep those those nights safe, right? Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's a guarantee. They're like, oh, you, you mean you mean the plague? And you're years. like, no, COVID nineteen. And they're like, Arr. and they're like, ah, oh, no, the well, much must, must watch out for the rats. <laughs> And you're like, please just drop the pretense <laughs> yeah, right yeah. now. This is a serious this is a health very crisis. Serious virus. Uh, so I, I think we're just packing up and leaving. But I feel bad for uh, you know for the people that have traveled there. You know, my, interestingly, my parents and my sister were actually down at Walt Disney World last week, and the comment was like, it was it was running, it was open, but again, it was open at that time. What happens for that family that's flown in? That's not like you or I, where okay, you know, we are inconvenienced, but. We could go back another time of the year. What, what about that family that has been saving up for years? This is their one trip, and it's either Disneyland or Disney World. They've flown in, and now they're shut down. Like, yeah. I uh, Guest relations is going to have an issue on their hand. I have to imagine, again, that guest relations is going to do a make good of somehow. Yeah. Some kind. I don't know what, but I guess I haven't answered the question, what do I do? I think or, I put, or better yet, because I'm gonna, we're going to title this like, like what to do when COVID-19 ruins your magic day. That's right. So what would you tell? What would you tell a different family? Somebody just called you right now and they're like, oh man, Scott Storm. I'm uh <laughs> Scott Storm. I need help. <laughs> I need help. I, we just, well, we, I said, do you need an earthquake? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I actually, yes, that would help. Uh, and they call you and they say like, uh, yeah, you said to go to Disneyland. Thanks a lot. I'm down here now. So uh, turns out it's closed on Mondays and you're like, well, not all Mondays, just this Monday. This Monday, I'd probably say, have you visited the beach? Okay. Have you, have you gone down? I would say go to my, have you considered going to Escondido? Okay. Is that right? Escondido? No. Yeah. There's, there's no beach in Escondido. No, that's, don't go to Escondido. What's the place I'm thinking of? I have no idea. Oh, Huntington Beach. Venice well, yeah, go to beach. Huntington Beach. That's yeah. fine. Go to Huntington Beach. Go. Have you considered uh, taking a tour of the St. Mary in Long Beach? Uh, basically, any other tourist attraction that is of much lower quality or interest yeah. to the uh, tourist attraction that you were planning on doing, which is at Disneyland. I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I would what advice I would give them. I think I would say, uh, you know. Protect your family, first of all. Oh, that's good. That's sweet. Yeah, that's, I mean, let's think. Like, to, let's that's think what Scott Storm would do. Scott Storm protects his family. <laughs> that's for sure. And the, and the families that need him. That's, yeah. uh, you know, protect your family. And there will be another time to go to Disneyland. You know, this is Disneyland. It's not shutting, shutting down permanently. Let's see if you can salvage whatever you can salvage in your vacation with getting credits or refunds and things like that. Uh, your kids are going to be upset, but, you know, they're, they're going to be upset either way. Uh, Devastated. Devastated. Have you heard of YouTube? 
Here's what you do. Watch some go go to SoCal Attractions or whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, SoCal or Attractions 360. Get some VR goggles. <laughs> just and, and bring the Disney experience home to them. Yeah. What would you do? Well, I think that uh, so I'm operating in this in this hypothetical world, but also with my own knowledge of how our family works when we go down there. Uh, and so if that happened, and I, I guess I have to pretend in the situation that I had not been before, but yet I still have some knowledge of Disneyland. Um, because for us, it would it would be a huge deal, but it wouldn't be the end of the world because we go frequently. Yeah. And um, my youngest daughter would be devastated uh, because for it is awesome to look at her and see like my eyes as like a nine year old, eight year old, like in the park. Like she has those same eyes of just like, I don't care if you guys disappear or I get lost. Like I live here now. Is she, is she more or less devastated than you are? Because I, I think that's more. one thing that we have not talked yeah, about is more. like how devastating would it be for us as well? She is now my proxy in terms of she is, she has that imaginative, like for her, she's, she's there. And I don't yeah, think that she cares. Her yeah. I don't think point. she cares if she gets lost. They're like, Oh, we got bad news. Your parents are dead. She'd be like, okay. Cinderella, you're my new mommy. Yeah, like right. where this is yes. where I live now, and this is what was supposed to happen. Right. I just feel <laughs> that. So I've been preparing for this for the yeah, past I, four I'm, years. Uh, yes, yeah, no, no big surprise. Yeah. So I think for 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 me, uh, the history of Disneyland and how it came about in the studio and all that stuff is such a big deal. And so this is a part of our experience. And what we would do is is we'd probably go to Griffith Park and see if we can ride the the, the carousel, the merry-go-round there. Sit on is the bench. They're trained. There's still a train at Griffith Park. Is uh, there is. Yeah. 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 Okay. There's Travel Town. Little Griffith Park plug here. There's Travel Town, which is a uh, which is a sort of outdoor railroad. You can walk through old, you know, and then they have a little indoor thing. And then right next to that, there's the steamers or whatever where Walt's train is, and the in the barn from his Carrollwood Railroad is is right next to that, but has much more limited hours. So we try to get down on that, see if that's open, go over to Griffith Park, get on that that carousel, merry-go-round, whatever you want to call it, uh, hang out there. Uh, then right from Griffith Park, you can go up into the Los Feliz. Uh, they say Los Feliz when you're down from there. Northern California says Los Feliz. Southern California says Los Feliz. Yeah. Uh, but you'll, you go up there and then, uh, the two, the houses that Roy and Walt built are, are right there mm -hmm. and it's the mirror copies, exact same house, but they're mirrored. Have you been there to before? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, we, you know, we do a little history tour, go see where the grocery store was, where the, uh, where the original studio was, studio was. Uh, and so th this is the thing for us. And I had somebody at work ask me this, uh, just recently, uh, they're like, I think I'm going to Disneyland. What, what do you do about the lines? And I'm like, Oh, you. You wait you, in them. You stand at them. That's what and, you do. And that was a big thing. And so I was trying to explain to this person that like, but that's why, that's part of the reason why you go. It's not the writing of the attractions that in that line, there is nothing to do, but talk to your kids. There's nothing to do to think like a child. There's nothing to do but play a game you've never played before. Yes. And so the fact that the park is closed, yes, that robs me of that experience, but it doesn't rob me of being in a car, going and seeing things that are related to Disneyland and just focusing on my kids. Like, how does your brain work? What are you thinking about? And I'm gonna have to work pretty hard to to do that, but. Man, um, you have given a, so much better an answer than I feel have. Like, I feel like it was. You was <laughs> I just no, wanna get I mean, confirmation. Yes, that was from in, that. infinitely better. It's not uh, over yet. Go oh, on, <laughs> let me settle in. <laughs> So we're already at Griffith Park. Griffith Park is just a hop, skip, and a jump into Burbank. And uh, there's a if you come down, uh, I believe it's Keystone Street in Burbank, which borders uh, Disney Studios. Uh, the animation building is right there, and you can kind of park there. You you can park there. Uh, and then there's a little, uh, that's that little street next to Disney animation dead ends. And there's actually a hiking trail there that goes along the LA river and it allows you to walk behind Disney animation. And that, that plot of land where Disney animation and CBS is, is actually where Walt walked, where he thought Walt's Mickey land was going to be, or he was going to call it Walt's USA park, Walt's uh, Mickey land. I think it was, well, it was Walt's Mickey land. Yeah. Wasn't something it? like yeah. that. But that is, so the story goes, that's where he was pacing off steps and, and a bunch of, uh, you know, pre-imagineers saw him and are like, what are you doing down there? And so the first steps of Disney. Bank was like, no, we don't want that here. Yeah, that that's a terrible idea, Carnies. That, that'll never work. Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. People don't like people don't ahead. like entertainment. They, they, Burbank's my favorite town in the world. You be careful. I, I Burbank is a wonderful place. So, so uh, we would probably hike on that trail. Have you Atomic Cafe? Have you been at the Atomic Cafe? The Atomic Cafe. Yeah, I believe that's no. what it's called. Atomic Cafe. I think it's in Burbank. I believe it's in Burbank. Okay. Now I'm second guessing myself. I don't know. Well, I have to. A listener can can write in and let us yeah. know. I know a lot of the cafes there. Okay. Anyways, 
So, you know, I'd walk that hiking trail and I walk, you can kind of walk behind Disney animation and sort of be, look into Disney animation and get that feeling. And then also be on the original ground. And then you do a little tour of the, you walk around Walt Disney and there's a million, you count the number of Mickeys that are on the iron poles that are on the outside. And then when you get to the guard gate where you would normally drive in, if you're uh, an employee, you just see how far you can walk in before Frank, the security guard. Hey, Frank. Thanks for listening. Get gets up gets upset with you. Legit name of one of the security guards. You have done a fantastic job of of answering this question. Are you are you still going? No, that's the end of the day. I uh, I, I have I have nothing. I don't feel like I. First of all, I want to apologize for my answer. Oh, good. I, don't I was think hoping I you would. Job because my answer was pack up the minivan. We're heading we back. Go? We're heading home. We're not doing anything. Isn't there anything else we can do, Dad? Maybe. Nope. No. Nope. We can't. Can I'm we, sorry. Can we get McDonald's at least no, once? No, we can't. You. We're in the this one, car for the this next one time seven we can to eight get hours. Fast food? I know nope. it'll kill me, but I'll, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Disneyland is closed. See, I think what we've what we've uh, illustrated here is in terms of devastation. I have I've exhibited exactly how devastated I would be. Right. I'd be in a state of just complete depression yeah. and the only uh, solution is to just go back home right we're, we're not stopping <laughs> Stew. we're just gonna go back home and i'm gonna mope the yeah. entire hey, way kids have you ever sat in traffic yeah, do, yeah. enjoy the 405 <laughs> it's just like then, small world and without then, music. Right now we get to go over the grapevine have yeah. fun with this one too uh i i would say if i if i could append your fantastic explanation like your for fantastic uh, uh yeah, alternative append plan away the only appending that I would do is if it was possible to contact a friend uh, at WDI at Imagineering to yeah. say, like, is it possible for us to take a, a tour? Uh, you know, you, you make that effort, too. However, in this hypothetical, of course, uh, if Disneyland is closed down, there's no way that WDI is taking is having private tours. Right. Uh, so I think you are. But you make the effort in front of your kids. Yeah. To also, say like, look, I know an Imagineer. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, DreamWorks is right across the street from. Who wants, who wants to go visit DreamWorks? Well, you walk behind it. There's a bike trail behind it on the L.A. River there and you can kind of walk behind it. And I don't know. Nobody. What, what was the last thing DreamWorks put out? <laughs> As a movie? Yeah. Oh, you see, they're starting this thing called Queeby, which is a 10 minute videos. It's not DreamWorks, but Katzenberger. I Katzenberg. I don't think I can do this. Keep going. <laughs> you don't think you can do this podcast? You're done. <laughs> I'm done. Uh, Shut it down. You know, Shut DreamWorks SKG stands for Spielberg, Katzenberger, Katzenberg and Geffen. Geffen. And the Katzenberg in that thing just is launching Queeby, which is 10 minute videos, 10 minute entertainment. Oh, is that the thing? Yeah. Okay, they've been, they've been running commercials. Yeah, on yeah. This. So that's, that's I don't know what DreamWorks thing? has made as far as the movie. Boy, you're down on DreamWorks. I used to be so negative DreamWorks, but I've sort of just kind of like stopped. Being, you stopped, you stopped just wasting Just like energy? having animosity, just sort of like, yeah, it's a nice. I think, you know what? Uh, I think maybe the reason why I have renewed animosity oh, toward wow, it is good. because I recently watched, and we're going to, here we go. Here's a rabbit trail. I recently watched The Prince of Egypt with my kids. Show them The Prince of yeah, Egypt. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. First yeah. 2D. Anime, 2D yeah. first animated movie produced or put out by by DreamWorks. Is that true? Yes, wow. it was the first animated feature. And uh, nine out of ten people answer that question. Shrek. It is not. Wow. It is not. Uh, the fir first one was now. Now you've got me second guessing myself. But it doesn't matter. They went out with that movie. Guy leaves Disney under not great it conditions comes back and does. Yes, they they do Prince of Egypt, which puts is out a period phenomenal. piece. Prince of Egypt 2D Based animated off the film. Bible. Yeah. Uh, Crazy pull. <laughs> like, how did that movie work in any way? But it's phenomenal. I mean, it is a phenomenal. How many Disney animators do you think worked on that movie, though, that he put that that he pulled from the you, studio? You got to imagine he he pulled a, a ton has of them. To uh, has to be because they haven't done any traditional two D animation like that since. Yeah. I mean, they may have done. I mean, I think they have done other two D animation. Um, I, I, I'm losing what it is right now, and Shrek is obviously the most well-known uh dreamworks uh For feature old, older people younger people know how to train your dragon kung fu panda the crudes they're probably a big crudes fan yeah. which really if we're talking about cornering the market maybe we should do a crudes podcast yeah uh, the crudes, <laughs> yeah, you, crudes cast number one number crudes one podcast, podcast on itunes or spotify we or wherever really, again shut this one down yeah let's let's uh do the crudes dudes cast. on the crudes Dudes on the cruise. It's not bad. Thank you very much, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Don't listen to this. Unsubscribe and go search for Dudes on Crudes. Dudes on Crudes. Which is our Crudes podcast. The Crudes Dudes podcast. So you're, you're, you're with your family and you decide to go drive over to DreamWorks. WDI yes. is like, yeah, no, we're not doing tours. Not only not today, but you're never getting that tour. Getting that and tour. you're watching Prince of Egypt in your minivan out in front of DreamWorks. And you're like, this is and I'm like, close. Yeah, I'm holding a torch for Prince of Egypt and that's it. Okay. Um... 
Yeah, I don't think there's anything else. There's nothing else in DreamWorks that interests me. I, I, I don't. I don't believe so. I don't. DreamWorks animation. Let, let, let me be clear. DreamWorks animation okay. doesn't hold any anything else holds any interest to me. All right. Well, that that is uh, how to deal with COVID nineteen in Disneyland. <laughs> oh, that's a hard stop to that conversation. That, that is a hard stop. We have to we have to move on. We do. Your first uh, your first Disneyland memory was what? Remember it was seeing a custodian. It was a custodian. Yeah, I remember, but I want to go into mine, and so I want you to come up with a different one that's not custodial related. My first Disneyland memory that was not custodial related. You're asking me for my second Disneyland memory, yes, which I don't believe is as cherished as the first Disneyland memory I have. So I'd have to just pull from nothing and make it make up and make it up. How about well, the second? Do you remember your second Disneyland memory? <laughs> Nobody remembers. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, how about this? A Disneyland memory from when you were young that means anything to you. Uh, I have a lot of, uh, let me see. Wow, man. Give me something. Eight year old Scott I gotta, Storm. I got to think of everybody's making fun of you because your last name. They're like, Oh, do you like the weather? Right. Are you going to be a weather man? Secretly they're like, that's actually sort of a cool last name. I just have to make fun of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but He's going to be somebody I, someday. I do wish that I had a last name. And like you're like, that. I can't handle this anymore. I got to go to Disneyland. And you say so you're like eight. And so I'm like eight. And you have and Scott, Scott Storm under ruse. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That my mother made for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing them on the outside of my like outfit. Drawn with like exactly. Crayola washables marker. That's right. She That's has right. to redraw them every they're, time. They're, wear they're them. white briefs that yeah. I have used a Crayola washable marker on the yeah. band, yeah. and then I'm wearing them over my pants. Uh, so that's lightning that, bolt. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the that's the standard issue Scott Storm yeah. outfit. Uh, yeah. Disney, that's my Disney bounding. Uh, is the Scott Storm underwear? Hey man, you can't wear underwear in the park. I mean, you can, but you gotta wear other stuff. That's right. You can wear. You just have to wear two sets of underwear: one on the inside, one on the outside. Exactly. Uh, Eight year old Scott Storm in the park. Give me some heartfelt memory that makes our listeners just like. Uh, you know, a, a lot of my, a lot. Of, oh, okay. Well, I would say probably around that time for, you know, first time I rode star tours, okay. uh, was one of those memories. Wow. Uh, you know, just, <coughs> I, I would do Disneyland with my dad. My dad would, my dad and I would take trips out to uh, West coast, uh, to visit family, friends and things like that. And uh, because they lived in the Southern California and Orange County area, we would end up going to Disneyland as a guaranteed trip. So it'd usually be my dad and I doing that. Just you and your pops. Yeah. Just me and my dad, yeah, my I dad. That type of trip. Yeah. It was pretty cool. And that's, it was, we did, did that a couple of times, uh, and just had really fond memories of doing that. So I think probably the first time I went on, uh, um, star tours was a great memory. And I was probably around like, I don't know when that opened. 85, 86, something like that. 87, maybe sure. it's gotta be mid eighties, right? Yeah. Anyways, I think mid eighties. So I remember, uh, Super star tours just being, an, I will star tours being an amazing thing. I also, uh, you know, I have a fun, fun memory of going on. Uh, this was, uh, as an older Scott storm. This is as a yeah. young adult storm. Okay. Uh, but the first time I went on Indiana Jones adventure, Oh my gosh, I got the card. Yeah. I got the little decoder card. Yeah. Uh, I think it was in the first the, year the, or two. The symbols, the symbols inside the queue. Yep. The temple, yeah. That's right. Um, I waited in the entire queue that whole time. And, uh, you know, that was when the, uh, the, uh, room of spikes was still working. Yeah. And, uh, um, that is a just, that is a cherished memory, but again, a little bit older in life when I had that. Yeah. But what about you? The, now that I've told you my, what, Sec secondary tertiary and other yeah. memories yeah why don't you share with me your your first well memory? i do have two my first memory is actually not in disneyland but at the disneyland hotel which i'm going to count at this point yeah. because they were disneyland interlocked resort, point, yeah. for some reason i made it through the whole day at disneyland and my grandparents uh didn't buy me anything you were right on star tours by the way 1987 yeah so good job and uh, so we went into the Disneyland hotel and I believe the gift shop is in a similar location to where it was when I was a kid. This could be completely made up. Uh, but if you go into the main tower where you, where you check in, I don't know the name of that tower. Uh, there's a little gift shop there and we went in there and I got to pick out something to buy. I don't know if they thought that the gift shop in the hotel would be remarkably marked down from like, you know, they're, they're, we're not paying those in park prices. <laughs> yeah, we're going to pay those we'll get the, dis the discount. Yeah. Disney. Oh, it's twice expensive. Here. <laughs> we'll wait until we go to the, uh, the airport, yeah. uh, uh, souvenir shop that Disney owns. <laughs> My grandparents are dead now. I appreciate you not making fun of them. <laughs> Just joking. I mean, they really are, but you can make if you want to. So I got this, uh, I got a 
little helicopter thing had like a little blade, a little plastic blade on it. You put it on like a little gun and you, you yeah, pull it. zooms it. off it, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it zooms off the top of it. I loved that thing. And so I went to their house in wherever, Brea, Moreno Valley, and played with that thing. And, and I thought, man, Disneyland's got good toys. And then my second one is uh, actually riding the... The old Astro Orbiter, the old, the old, was that when it was on top of People Mover? Yes. When it was on top of People, uh, riding that with my grandpa when I was pretty young and just the cold air doing that at night and uh, just thinking, man, I'm, I'm controlling this thing. This is, this is amazing. I, I I have uh, obviously more rooted memories now that I've done this with my kids, right? Like, like had that, like, oh, I remember this thing so distinctly. Um, but again, like those, those early childhood memories are long ago at yeah. this point for me. And so I'd have to sit there and, and really think like, what, what was that experience like? I remember, I remember more clearly my, the visits that I made when I was like in my twenties, you know, like yeah. Toontown being open, going on Roger Rabbit cartoon spin for the first time, uh, having my picture taken with Roger Rabbit. Like I was a big Roger Rabbit kid. Wow. Um, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, by the way, it's not worth, I don't think it's worth revisiting, but, uh, at the time, like huge Roger Rabbit kid. And so like, I have distinct memories of that. Uh, but like early, early Disneyland memories, it's, it, it's hard for me to remember. I think in part because there was so much space in between. I didn't have the annual trip down right. to the park, you know? Okay, well, you, you just stop there. <laughs> Hard stuff. So you're smart. I answered your question. You, you, yeah, I mean, I'm going to move on. Uh, so last uh, last question before we go. What what does this closure of the park do to churro prices, like worldwide? Do you think that makes them crash? And you think there's a run on churros at this point? I think there's a glut of churros. Yeah. There's too many churros now. Yeah. Somebody needs to go eat all those churros, so the prices should come down. Oh, you mean Disney Park churros? Yeah. The distributor's like, hey... What are we doing? Do with you all still this? need these churros? And they're like, well, actually, we don't. No, and he's like, but we, we made them because we freeze them and ship them to you, so we have them. So we have. What do you What do you want us to do? I mean, we have literally like thirty thousand boxes of churros. Uh, do you think there's an opportunity to turn those churros into uh, toilet paper? That uh, would be good. I feel like a we could really cinnamon, fill that toilet paper market yeah, a at that cinnamon point. Cinnamon and sugar. Yep. Down or there. use those for uh, antibacterial wipes, something okay. like that. I mean, I feel like. Are you a churro fan? I love churros. Okay. Yes. Uh, this is like a topic for another podcast at another time. Like, what is your favorite Disney stack? Don't answer that for I'm me right now. To. I'm not but going yes, to. But yes, I do love churros. Thanks for listening to whatever the, you do the outro. Hey, thanks so much for listening to whatever the show is called. Right now we're calling it the E-Ticketeers, but if you think it should be called something else, you let us know. Maybe we'll change it. I don't know. Uh, feel no, free. We won't change it for sure because <laughs> I'm going to put this in iTunes and Spotify and on a website and in social media. So as of right now, it's e-ticketeers, and that's yeah. what the SEO is going to say. Yeah. Uh, we hope that it catches on. Yeah. You should feel uh, comfortable with uh, emailing us or uh, or sending us a message. I'm going to throw out you know normal social media platforms. You want to start? Do you have a, a place where they can contact us right now? Uh, no. No, that's what I'm saying. I don't want you to contact me. So I'll tell you what. Do uh, it in the reviews. Whatever. Uh, first of all, get off Spotify. Go back to iTunes. I don't know why you guys like that, but uh, do it. Do it on iTunes. Leave it. Leave a review and ask a question in the review. Like, hey, why don't you be better at this? And you, should, be like, you should really improve. Here's an here's a helpful hint. I Stop making podcasts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, that uh, Crude's podcast sounds pretty good. When's that coming out? Uh, that's that one is going to be in your feed uh, shortly. It's great. Um, we're going to go gonna, minute by minute. That's right. We're going to do a. We're going to open up a Patreon. Yep. Uh, so you can subscribe. Behind the scenes content. Behind the scenes content. All the Crude's news. All the crudes news from the crudes dudes yeah. that uh, with crude attitudes. Yep. Oh my gosh! Fresh I think we just made it. Hey. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. This has been an interesting experiment. Hopefully, you'll hear us uh, shortly. Uh, I've I've been Scott. Yep. Yes. Temple of the Forbidden Eye continues. Second visitors from around the globe.